What up, everybody? This is the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. I'm going to be talking a little bit of Team USA basketball today. Um, I know this channel's dedicated to Michigan, Michigan State Athletics, or football and basketball, if you want to be a little more specific. Um, but we are covering uh, Draymond Green's quest for another gold medal. And look, a lot of people very uh, discouraged by the first couple games. A loss to Nigeria, who's ranked 22nd in the world. A loss to Australia, which I, th- I think a lot of people could fathom. And the reason they could fathom it is, A, Australia is a really freaking good basketball team. Uh, they've been, you know, one of the top teams for as long as I can remember. Um, once the international play, once the international game started picking up, they've been one of the top teams in the world. And so people could kind of deal with that, uh, deal with the fact that, you know, most of the, or everybody on Team USA, rather, you know, is done with the NBA, um, or just finished up their NBA season and finished it up kind of recently, and then the fact, you know, you have two incredibly gifted wings in Chris Middleton and Devin Booker, you know, dead-eye shooters because, you know, Team USA needs more of them. Um, you had those two got. you have those two guys coming back, or coming to Tokyo, going to join Team USA after the finals are over, then you have Drew Holiday, who is, I mean, more or less going to be the only pure defensive presence on the perimeter for Team USA, uh, you know, and that's unless, uh, you know, Draymond Green switches out. Um, which Team USA does. They do a lot of switching, and they switch everything. And so I think uh, a lot of people were kind of, I mean, they weren't thrilled with the Australia loss, but they understood it. That's how I was too, and obviously, you know, me and Jeremy, we threw in the towel on Team USA, and it's not just because they lost to Australia. Like I said, they lost to Nigeria as well. They come, they bounce back against Argentina, who's a top team. Um, Not what they were when, you know, Ginobili was playing for them, but, you know, still a top five team in the world. And, uh, you know, they had a pretty solid performance there. Last night, Team USA beats Spain 83-76. couple threes at the end made it closer than it was uh spain spain put usa to task you know they gave them the business in the first half and then in the third quarter uh kelton johnson who look he's not gonna sniff the floor when uh booker and middleton come in uh you know if those guys go cold or have lapses defensively you know he's gonna be the guy who comes in but it's going to require them to go down, going to require Levine, uh, who, you know, he, he turned it on in the fourth. Um, I'm still not really sold on him, you know. He's one of those guys who plays like he's a really, really good defender, and he's just not. And, uh, you know, he, he's up in everybody's chest, and then he'll get blown by. And th- those are the more dangerous guys than the people who just suck at defense like uh, Kevin Durant but 
or Damian Lillard, who had a couple nice rips. Um, he, he's got to learn to cut his man off, though. That's just ridiculous what Ricky Rubio was doing to him uh, last night, which sounds really stupid when you say it like that. But it was a, uh interesting uh, game. Uh, like I said, Kelton Johnson came in and played big, big, big time minutes. You had... Uh, you had Zach Levine give you a little bit. You had Draymond really kicked it in to start. You know, it was uh, freeing guys up. Great, great screen setter. Um, the best passer on Team USA by far. You know, he's not going to get the assist because the ball's not going to be in his hands as much as uh, it's going to be guys like Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant. But he's the best passer on the team. He's the best screen setter on the team. He's the best defender on the team. And, uh, look, he he played really good minutes. And, uh, you know, there was a moment there with, uh, there was a moment there when you had, uh, Kelton Johnson get dinged up. You know, you started worrying about that. Draymond Green hurt his arm while he was driving into Marcus Gasol. Um, that's the one thing that I think people think why people who don't watch basketball think Draymond Green sucks. You know, and it's something that I've always kind of thought, but then just watching him last night just chuck these layups just absolutely terrible as he's driving going full speed he does not have that finesse he does not have that finishing touch he doesn't have the ability to make it in off of contact or sometimes he's just going too fast for himself while he's uh rolling to the basket and on the receiving end of a pnr and i think that that's why people think he sucks oh an nba guy missed layup but i mean you see everything else he does you realize he's still still one of the best players in the world but to see what team usa was able to do well they don't have a guy who could slow down ricky rubio on the perimeter to see what they did against uh the gasol brothers yeah pal gasol still around he's still playing uh to see what they did against them uh, well, they're very undersized, and, you know, Draymond's one of those guys who can guard anybody on the court, um, even if they are a little bit bigger, uh, not the most elite, uh, you know, back-to-the-basket big post defender, but still very good at it, limited Marcus Gasol, um, I think Gasol only had like four or six points or something like that. And to see what he did, I mean, that that's exactly why he's on the team. That said, I'm starting to think that there might be some fight to this team. And when you get those other guys, those uh, Chris Middletons and Drew Holiday's the one who I think I'm most excited for, even though he's the least known of the two other guys. Uh, he's the... Uh, He's a guaranteed backup. Um, because he, he, he's going to end up backing up Damian Lillard. 
you know, when we don't know what the wing's going to look like, let's just let's just go out on a limb. Let's assume Tatum starts at the three. When you look at the two spot, is it going to be Levine who's been with the team? Uh, is Middleton going to be a three? Uh, or is it going to be Devin Booker? And so when you start to break it down and you start to look at things like that, um, I mean, I think Holiday is obviously going to be the most uh, important piece, especially because, like I said, Team USA just sucks at defense, especially on the perimeter. And so he's going to be the guy. He'll give you a little muscle, too, so Lillard doesn't get bullied by some of these uh, bigger international guards who enjoy the physical play. That, that said, I mean, we washed them from medal contention. Now it's clear that they are going to compete for a medal. It's just, you know, can they win the gold? Can they, you know, win a third straight gold medal? I think it's third straight. Yeah, the Redeem team was 2012. So, was it 2012? Maybe it wasn't, but... I mean, that that's what this uh, team's going for. I mean, look, you sign up to play for Team USA, you're signing it to play for that gold medal. And, you know, we wrote them off. We said they weren't going to even medal at all. And now all of a sudden you're back in contention. Now, look, there's still a chance, you know, you can lose Argentina in the semifinal or Spain whenever you play them or whatever else and lose a couple back-to-backs. You know, if you lose in the semifinal, you get deflated for the bronze medal game. That type of stuff can happen, especially with these guys. These guys don't have the win-at-all-costs mentality that, you know, you saw the Dream Team play with. Well, and I, I know the talent level obviously is just massively different between the Dream Team and anybody else you ever put together just because it's the best team ever assembled. But, and especially when you compare it to, uh, uh, you know, some of those other teams that they played during that 1992 gold medal run. And so. I know that there's that difference, but, you know, they, there's not that Michael Jordan on the team that's a killer. There's not that Larry Bird on that team that's a killer, even though, you know, his back was so beat up in 92. There's not that Magic Johnson team who doesn't get the killer credit that uh, he deserves, and you, you don't have those types of guys on this team. Kevin Durant might be the closest thing to it. Draymond Green has that mentality, but doesn't have the the scoring ability. I was, I was going to say offensive ability. He's a great offensive player. Um, but he doesn't have that scoring ability that those types of guys have to where just be like, alright, you know what, screw you. I'm going to get a stop on one end and then I'm going to put it in the hoop on the other. Kevin Durant's probably the closest thing to that. But other than that, you you don't have any of these guys. And uh, that's going to be the problem if uh, something were to happen and Team USA chokes. Um, But, look, we'll talk about that next week, next game against Rudy Gobert, who just the most unselfish person in the world, uh, sharing COVID with all his Utah Jazz teammates and 
more or less shutting down the entire NBA, thus making him the defense player of the year. And so, uh, look, we'll talk about that when uh, the game against France comes up on the 25th. We'll talk about Media Day on Thursday and Friday, Big Ten Media Day finally coming this week, and we will cover what that means for Michigan. We'll cover what that means for Michigan State. But that does it for us here on the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward.